Hey everybody, Billy Rainford here from Direct Motocross, and look who we've got there. We've got Cade Clayson there, a friend of Canada for a long time. We're all very familiar with this gentleman and his little uh, his little mustache there. But uh, hey, Cade, thank you very much for talking with us, man. It's an interesting time right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I mean, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be able to go racing. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, this interview uh, just timed us perfectly here. It's uh, brought to you by Race Tech, so uh, you can see. Kate is also wearing the hat. That was uh, serendipity. I'm not sure what, uh, what you call that. But uh, anyway, Kate, lots to talk about here. Um, for starters, like you say, you're happy to be back racing. Um, it, what's the vibe going on there? I mean, the biggest thing I want to kind of convey to people is what's it like? I mean, normally, obviously, you got a week between races. People go home. People do. What's 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 it like there in Salt Lake City? Um, <clears throat> I mean, Salt Lake's pretty awesome. I can't complain about that. Um, race day is kind of weird um but it's almost weird in like a good way like the track walk this weekend we were only able to like go in the stands and stuff like that um but that was kind of nice honestly we didn't get our shoes all dirty like it was quick like we went in looked at the track went back to the rig like that was really nice um the mask thing is kind of weird um you know we're already gasping for air up here enough as it is um so i mean that's just weird because i've never really worn one before um you know, I was just never that person that really put one on anyways, unless it was like required to go into a grocery store or something. Um, so that's the only part that's really weird to me. And the fact that like, I can't go over and talk to some of my friends and stuff like that. But um, besides that, um, I mean, it's basically a normal race day, just twice a week. Right. Now I know, you know, you read tweets and Instagram stuff and people are complaining about the masks and all this kind of stuff. And, whole, and you know, some people, whatever. But my kind of, uh, my point would be that, you know what, let's just do whatever we need to do to satisfy everybody so that we can actually get these races in. We don't need somebody, you know, getting out there and doing something silly and next thing you know, it all gets shut down. So, I mean, let's just jump through the hoops, right? Is that kind of what you're thinking? I mean, obviously you don't like the mask, but it's a necessary evil right now, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think anybody really likes it, but, um, you know, it's kind of what's necessary for us to do our job right now. So that's just kind of how it is. You know, I don't think you know, employees at restaurants or anything like that, like them either. But, you know, if they need to wear it to make money, then they're going to do it. Um, you know, it's what's required right now by whatever the government <clears throat> or something to, uh, to allow us to be close enough together so that we can go racing. Sure. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Right. For sure. Now I, um, I remember back in like, I don't know, fall of 1994, actually, I lived there for a little bit and I drove there in my little car, got there. And the next morning, I woke up and tried to do a 5K running race up there, up uh, up on the University of Utah campus kind of thing, and it was the worst run I've ever done since the first time I ever tried to run. Uh, altitude, I mean, you do some training, you live in uh, the Phoenix kind of area. What's that like? I mean, it is, if people who've never tried to do something physical at altitude, it's tough. Yeah, um, well, since, since I moved to Tucson, Sarah and I just bought our house. Uh, it's right at the bottom of the mountain. Um, so like when I ride on the mountain, I can go up to the top and ride at, you know, eight to 9,000 feet. Um, so like I can do bicycle rides up there. Um, so it's, it's almost normal to me. I've never spent so much time at altitude. Um, so like recovery and stuff like that is a little different just because of the oxygen, you know, it's not in your blood. So, um, your body doesn't recover as fast. Um, so I've noticed that a little bit, I've been a little bit more sore than I feel like I should. Um, but other than that, I mean, I might be a little more winded, but I'm pretty used to, uh, doing exercise at altitude really. 
Right. And I think, I mean, obviously right after the, after the races, getting interviews for, with riders are obviously tired anyway, but you could tell like the top three, four, 50 guys, even, even uh, Eli who lives at a higher altitude than that, you could tell it just was a little bit different in the way they were recovering. Right. So you can just kind of tell. Yeah, it's, it's definitely gnarly. Um, you know, even on mountain bike rides, like that's all we've really been doing is riding mountain bikes. Um, it's, it's definitely a little bit harder. Um, so I think it's just getting used to it. I think by the end, we'll all be kind of used to it. You know, I mean, we're going to be here for, you know, a month or so. I mean, you kind of have to adjust to it really. Right. No, I think, I mean, this is all kind of cool. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, you're almost like <clears> the way at school, you're in a frat house or something like that. Like what's it, you know, you guys are hunkered down. You're going to race twice a week. Like who, who are you living with? Are you in an Airbnb? It doesn't look like a hotel there. I see wine rack and everything. What's, uh, what's going on? Where are you? Uh, yeah, I, my buddy has like a, a guest suite at their house and they, they were nice enough to rent it to me. So, uh, I've got it to myself. Um, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, away from other people. So, um, I see them a little bit here and there. Um, but you know, more or less I'm, I'm here by myself. The team, the team's got a hotel and stuff. Um, some of the other guys got Airbnbs. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not really supposed to hang out with other teams and stuff, but everyone's kind of been pedaling together and doing different stuff. So, um, on race day, you know, we kind of have to, uh, keep our distance and stuff like that. Um, just like I said, you know, to jump through the hoops, like you said. Um, but I mean, I, we just kind of go for our bicycle rides and then go back to our own little, uh, our own little caves and hang out. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to do, you know, with all the stuff that's going on right now for the protests and stuff, a lot of stuff's closed anyways. So. Um, it's kind of nice, honestly, just to be in such a cool area. Like I love it here. Like I would love to live in Utah later in my life. So, um, it's definitely not, you know, a burden by any means to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I found it to be a really interesting place. I mean, I, I mean, you get everything. You're the, the desert out there, it's <clears> a <throat> beach, but you got the desert out there. So you go out there and do flat stuff. And as soon as you go up, like you end up like you're in Colorado, you get up into the pine trees, up in the mountains, up in the, uh, the Wasatch mountains there and stuff like that. The mountain biking up there is amazing. I mean, the base of uh, Alta is at 8,500 feet, like this one of the, you know, above Snowbird there and stuff like that. So it's just a really, really cool area and stuff. But, and a really interesting divide between, uh, obviously, Utah is known for the Mormons and stuff like that. So you get a, an interesting mix of people and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it's just uh, something that a lot of people don't uh, see. And it's kind of just, uh, like you say, it's an interesting vibe there, the, the difference and stuff. But uh, who, like, where are you? Are you up in the benches up there like now? Or are you down in the flat area? Where is your house where you are? Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I don't really know where I am. I'm on the uh, Southwest side of Salt Lake city. Um, I was actually riding mountain bikes yesterday up near uh, Alta where you were talking about. Um, but then like I can, I can literally mountain bike right out the back door of our place um, and go, you know, up, up a mountain right here and there's some cool trails coming down. So it's uh it's pretty unreal, honestly. Like I've, I'm really glad that I brought my mountain bike and everything because it's a, uh, we've had so much fun. Yeah. And how about, uh, how, has anybody given you directions to a place in the city yet? How, how are you figured out the streets yet? Uh, not really. Um, it's incredible to swap, hear the first time. Yeah. Right. I think swap found the coolest trail and he was kind of telling everyone about it. Um, he found the one, uh, it's called, uh, what is it called? It's called bobsled. It's like a big Burmy trail. I'm going to ride it in like an hour. Oh, nice. Um, so that's about it. We're just trying to figure out like where the most fun trails are. So that's, that's basically the only directions we get. Otherwise it's a uh, GPS for sure. 
Oh, okay. So you, well, actually, yeah, when I was there, there was no GPS kind of stuff. But, so when someone gives you an address, it's uh, 437 West 64th Street North. And you're like, what? Oh, yeah. It's just all on a grid pattern. It makes sense, but there's no uh, flavor to it. It's weird. It's, the street names are ridiculous. It's like 14600 West South. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, what kind of street name is that, man? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, make any sense. Funny. Okay. Is Julian outside in his rental car or where is he? Is he sleeping in your driveway or what? No, nah, Julian's got a hotel. Um, him and uh, my mechanic, I think, are staying together. And I think there's one other mechanic staying with them. So um, they stay right downtown by the stadium. Um, I'm like almost 45 minutes away from the stadium, which is nice. I don't want to be downtown. Um, right. but, uh, but, yeah, they're down there, um, and they've got their own place. You know, I'm pretty sure – I don't think anyone on the team is actually staying together. I think everyone kind of got their own place. Um, I just I, – I would, I would stay with them if I needed to. But, you know, if I can get away and not, you know, I feel like everyone kind of gets under each other's skin at some point. So that makes that makes race day even a little awkward. So it's nice to kind of get away. Nice. Well, let's um, let's talk a little bit about the, the actual racing that went on. I mean, it was funny to watch. I mean, Logan is up into the 450 class out there in the out there in the uh, in well, because the east is going so he's in the west. Yeah. So he's. Riding the four, you guys were all really close. Like, what's it, what's it like back in the pits? I mean, I look at some of the qualifying results, and I think you and Josh were right together. And what's, uh, what's yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're all pretty close in speed. Um, so it's but it's not like awkward or anything. Like, I think Josh and I have ran into each other a couple of times here or there, and it's you know, it's just like the way it is. Um, you know, this weekend in the LCQ, I got cleaned out by some kid for absolutely no reason. And Josh saw the whole thing. He was right behind me and he was like, dude, it was just like mind blowing how dirty it was. And, you know, I mean, we're all, we're all on the same team. We're all trying to get, achieve the same goal really. Um, but it's not, it's honestly, it's not awkward at all. Um, I thought we would have some moments and stuff for sure, but it, we really haven't. It's been, it's been pretty easy. Yeah. It's funny. It's one of those things. Like I always talk about this too, with people like sometimes you're not as aggressive with people you don't know Like your friends. Sometimes there's just that, I don't know, that little bit more aggression between friends, you know, it's just weird how that happens. But that, obviously you're smart enough to know you guys are professionals that you don't want to uh, take anyone out and cause anyone to not be able to finish. But then what, what about the tr like a uh, weird track? I guess they kind of made it pretty easy, obviously, to get everybody back in. And maybe um, like, well, yeah, what did you think of the track, the technical side of things? Was it pretty easy? It was pretty easy. Yeah. Um, it was pretty mellow. The, what was weird was the front main rhythm was like pretty difficult. But then the, the rest of the track was, like, so simple. Um, but, like, you know, you saw Kenny in the main get kind of squirrely in that rhythm. Like, that rhythm was actually pretty tough because that middle triple was pretty big. Um, but then, yeah, everything else was super simple. The whoops were um, pretty easy. Um, like, most guys, you know, we hardly would ever even go around them in practice, which is pretty unheard of. You know, usually every slow lap we're going around them to get out of the way and stuff. But, um, yeah, I think – they may have over overdone it a little bit on the, the simplifying of the track, but I mean, it, it was really short. Like they needed to slow it down a little bit. It was way too short. I mean, they did 29 laps in the 450 main. That's, that's a lot. Um, but you know, I mean, they, you know, they, they make the decisions and it wasn't bad. Like I thought the track was actually really fun um, for how easy it was. It was like really fun to ride and just kind of flowy. Um, but I'm excited. It's cool that they're going to give us a, a completely different track every week. And uh, I think that'll be uh, a big lifesaver because it'll, it'll just be fun and it'll get them a chance to get a lot of water into the dirt because they, it was, it was dusty this weekend. Nope. By, <clears throat> uh, for sure.
Right. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, the, the track, it almost seemed like you'd need like different tires for different, uh, different times you're on the track. I mean, by the end, what, a supermoto tire would have been the way to go or like that was, uh, that got really, I mean, it's the, it's the desert, man. You're up at the, basically the high desert on the edge of the mountains kind of thing. And well, we'll talk about that a little bit. Like you say, it got dusty and um, hot. I mean, it was above 90, I believe, right? And uh, dry air. I guess you're used to that in Arizona now and stuff. But uh, the track, like the actual traction and stuff like that, was that tough or how was that? Um, honestly, the only time I ever got on the track when it wasn't good was in the LCQ. And that's because they watered it a lot right before our LCQ. For our practices, um, they would water it a lot before the first 250 group. But then they wouldn't touch it really until uh after us so they had four sessions on it um and by the time it got to us like it was still tacky like and this is like early in the morning obviously um and then our heat race was the same thing they prepped it before the heat races um and i was the third heat race so it was it was still good when i wrote it but then they they soaked it before the lcq and that was the worst that i i got to ride it um just because it was wet yeah, I mean, I guess they had to do that, right? Obviously, thinking about the mains. Throw, throw the poor LCQ guys out uh, out to the Sharks there, but, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, exactly. Well, let's talk about uh, your actual rate. Your, uh, so you qualified 26th, uh, and Josh Cartwright, your teammate, was 27th right there, and uh, Logan Carnot was behind you guys in 30th. Now, talk about uh, the qualifying. What uh, Did you get a good lap in? Was it tough? Like, How, how did uh, the qualifying go? Honestly, this weekend was probably one of my – my better weekends, honestly, all year. Um, my results didn't show it because in my heat race, I was riding super well. Um, I clipped a tough block when I was battling for 10th or 11th, um, and it grabbed my brake pedal and put it up on top of my uh, my uh, foot peg. So then I like couldn't put my foot on my pedal. So I had to pull off. Um, but yeah, in qualifying, I felt really good. I kind of just took my time, you know, qualifying isn't super important now because there's not 40 of us. So, um, I kind of just went out and rode and enjoyed myself and just figured out the track and then tried to figure out how to go fast where normally it's like, you just got to go fast right away. So I was pretty, I was pretty happy with that. You know, everybody's basically back, you know, there's a couple of privateers that aren't here, but, um, you know, I was happy with where I was. Um, you know, there was nobody really in front of me that I was like, dude, why is this guy beating me? Um, so, and then my, like I said, my heat race, I was riding super well. Um, you know, I made, I just hugged the turn after the whoops too tight and I clipped my brake pedal on the hay bale and it just stopped me. And then in the LCQ, I was in like 10th or something, but I was moving forward, um, pretty well. I'd passed, you know, probably four or five guys in a matter of two laps and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I get annihilated by some kid that has never made a 450 night show before and just like annihilates me uh, over a berm. And I'm just like, I get hit so hard that I was literally just blown off my motorcycle. And you know, I, I get up and I kind of turn around and he's like hitting a jump, looking back at me like, Oh yeah, you deserve that. Like what? No, like it was. And so many people saw it and were just mind blown by it because it was so, overly aggressive um so that sucked because it just kind of ended my day right there you know i mean if you fall down in the lcq you're done um but besides that i mean my day was honestly really 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 good julian was happy because you know i i kind of felt like myself i kind of went out i i battled with guys that i should and um i was just making progress really 
Um, so I, I really didn't have anything to complain about. My starts could be a little better, but so could everybody's. So. Right, right. Hey, by the way, I like that you're doing so much cycling now. You just called your foot peg a pedal. Yeah. No, my brake pedal. Oh, darn it. My brake pedal and, yeah. Come oh, on. Shoot. I thought you were, uh, I thought you were transitioning to uh, no. super cyclist. Dude, my cycling career, I could literally become a pro cyclist. I've cycled so much lately. That's it's, what happened. It's overkill, dude. And I, you know what? I actually really enjoy it. My, I've gotten so much better at mountain biking. I used to be the biggest squirrel ever. And like when I ride like a normal trail now, it's like, it's so fun and flowy because in Tucson, man, the trails are so brutal. They're so rocky and rough. And I ride with people who are so freaking good. Um, so I've just, I've actually gotten a lot better, um, but I've gotten a lot fitter too. And that's kind of what sucks is a lot of people don't see like how much work I've put in to like be super fit because my results have just been so piss poor. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, at some point I'm going to be able to kind of showcase that because honestly, this is the fittest I've ever been. Um, you know, people say it all the time when they go cycle with me, like they can't believe how strong I am now. Um, so that's cool. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I have been working pretty hard. It's just, you know, it hasn't shown at the races yet. Cause I just keep putting myself in really dumb situations like this weekend in the LCQ. So I just kind of got to get over that and put myself in a good position to really do well. Okay. Now we had a talk before, I know we spoke at uh, Daytona and stuff like that. You mentioned that it wasn't physical. It was more mental. Like, is, is that kind of where you think you're progressing and you need to get where you know you should be kind of thing? Or are you getting you know, is that coming around? I don't really know. Like, I mean, like this weekend, I, I really was just riding well and doing the best that I could. Um, you know, I was having fun and I just was in some bad situations and, uh, yeah, I just got to kind of overcome that stuff, I guess. Um, you know, I, I do believe in myself. I know how fast I can be. So I know that that's not the issue. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I got to put myself in better situations to, uh, to come out and be successful. I can't start in 15th, you know, I can't let other people dictate what's happening to me. I got to, you know, make those decisions and, you know, make it happen. Maybe you're too nice, Kate. You got to get mean and angry. <laughs> See, some people say that. And then some people just say, I'm an, you know, I'm like the meanest person possible. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. I can't be on both sides of the fence. That's Sarah, that was, the that's Sarah talking. <laughs> Sarah always says I have to be nicer. Oh, I'm that's too real with her. Yeah. <laughs> now I know uh home is like well I know Phoenix is like an over 10 hour drive from where you are. What uh what what is Sarah doing right now your wife? She's working man. She wanted to come but um in the military they're not allowed to leave the state right now. Like the state that they're in obviously unless it's for work. Uh they are, they're all on like restrictions on where they're allowed to be and everything. So it sucks she can't come um which would be hard anyways cuz it's hard to get passes. You know, you got to like plan ahead and then they got to get here and get tested and then it's just a process she wanted to come and um we just don't think we're gonna be able to make it happen uh so it's okay i mean it's three and a half weeks which sucks but i mean it's nothing we haven't done before so i mean we talk multiple times every day obviously and she's just working and she grinds man she works out probably more than i do <laughs> well she was for those who don't know you met her because she was the trainer at club mx is that not right yeah yeah that's everyone keeps like asking me how that happened and I'm like I don't know how it happened it just happened so yeah it was a whole <laughs> mustache thing. yeah it was the mustache <laughs> definitely wasn't the mustache 
<laughs> hey, I got I always like this question. I mean, obviously we can see who's going fast on TV in the Supercross, but I'm always curious to find out like when you're out cycling, who is the like who's just a badass out there on the bike? I mean, obviously you're saying you've gotten very fit, but who impresses you out there? It's always fun to learn. Dude, uh A-Ray's gotten a lot fitter, so that's cool. He's he's actually really strong on a bicycle now. Um it's kind of weird like some people like won't be fast at all and then like I went for uh I I did the Mount Lemon climb behind my house. David Pulley was in town uh visiting his girlfriend and him, he asked me if I wanted to do it with him and I was actually really surprised at how good he was on a bicycle because dude it's a hard climb you know it's 26 miles of climbing <laughs> so it's uh it's hard so I was pumped you know but I think a lot of us moto dudes have just transitioned so well into cycling that we're all you know pretty strong but honestly the biggest stride forward would probably be a ray unfortunately Oh, you, that hurt you to say. Huh? Remember, I remember a few years ago when he'd show up in that bright pink uh, gear, you wouldn't have thought he'd be the strongest cyclist in a couple of years. But uh, obviously, Dude, he is. He's, he's super strong now. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw a ride the other day he did was like 40 miles, and I think he averaged like almost 300 watts. Like, that's, that's strong. Wow. You guys, you crazy kids in your watts. Well, I don't have a power meter, so I don't, I don't do the watt thing, but I know he does, and it was on his Strava, so that's how I saw it. <laughs> All right, Kay. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here. I know you're going out for a nice mountain bike ride right now, so that's pretty cool, man. Have fun. What's uh, I want to? What um, I mean, normally you'd obviously go home to do your regular training and stuff, but now with races every two, three days, what uh, what do you see the next three weeks being like? Like midweek, what do you do for training? You just kind of sustain. What do you do? Um, I'm gonna mountain bike, but it's all gonna be super slow and just riding, um, super slow climbs, um, with just bombing descents. <laughs> uh, but besides that, I mean, we can't really do a ton because I'm going to race three days a week. They have this privateer pro challenge uh, that they're doing at a track just outside the city. And they have, they built a supercross track for KTM and Husky that they rented it. Um, but on Friday nights, they're going to uh, have, uh, mm -hmm, they're going to have like a pro challenge for the privateers. So it'll be pretty cool. Um, there's, they're doing it three Fridays in a row. So, and I think each night is like an $8,000 purse. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool that, you know, I, the bros family, um, you know, Riley and McCoy, they came up oh, and did yeah. the series. Um, their dad, I believe puts the series on, oh, um, that's doing it. And then there's a sponsor for the, all the events. So it's cool to see somebody step up. You know, I knew it was going to be kind of a struggle for a lot of people to come out. Uh, so it'll be cool. You know, I'm sure a bunch of lights dudes will do it. A couple 450 guys. Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see who shows up and does those. Cause I mean, it's a, it's a good chunk of change to win for sure. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's great. Yeah. Cool. That, uh, cool. They're doing that. And I'll try to, I'll get online there and try to find out and follow your, follow your progress there. And like you say, it'll be probably pretty stiff competition. People will be uh, a lot of guys that want to head up hit it. Right. Yeah. I mean, everyone's here and Friday's like the only day that we can really practice and have a day off before and after. So other than that, I mean, I don't see why people really wouldn't show up. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of hoping everyone doesn't show up and I can just go out there and ride around and win, <laughs> but I don't think that'll be the case. Um, so it'll be fun, you know, and, it, and then we don't have to really go and practice, you know, there's really no day to practice. So really it's just about kind of maintaining and trying to not be super tired. Okay. Now I think I'll, we'll let you go here. And so I just want to, uh, Hang on, I might, do you mind if I bug you each week? It's kind of fun to talk to you about uh, the track conditions and stuff like that and midweek stuff. I love it. Plus talking cycling. I can sit and talk cycling all day. 
Wave, you can hit me up anytime you need to, man. <laughs> hey, okay, now I talked to Julian already, and he mentioned I think you're on the uh, Jeremy McGrath program here. You're a Supercross-only guy moving forward? I mean, yeah, I didn't – outdoors is expensive, man. Um, you know, and I kind of felt like there was going to be a lot of things that I was going to have to, you know, foot the bill for for outdoors and stuff like that. And uh, it's just a lot. You know, I, I didn't really want to have to go do it and uh, not not be able to put in my best effort. Um, so I just – I'd rather take out the summer off. You know, I mean, it's going to be a short summer anyways with how all these races are. Um, and I want to do some off-season races again for sure. I'm going to go back to Finland. Um, I'd like to try and go to Germany for a couple rounds. Uh, and I, I'd like to see if I can get in to do some Australia rounds. Julian's trying to set us up with that. so. Um, I feel like that is way more beneficial for me moving forward than to come up and do the same outdoor series I've done the last five years and finish in the same spot that I finished in the last five years. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out what, what's best for me. And I, I think that's what it is. Nice, man. Do some money races. You saw the, uh, the money that guy like Justin Brayton can makes over there and stuff like that, man, he's got, uh, yep. I'd be cool to get your appearance fees and fly around the world and see the world racing motocross, man. Why not? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a lot of fun. It's cool for Sarah and I when she can go and uh, we just we go and we enjoy ourselves and I get to ride and race. And, you know, that's what it's really about. Really, I'm trying to just see everything that I can. I was never really an overseas guy before I met her. And then I went to Germany and she came with me and it was a lot of fun. And Finland last year was was awesome. And then obviously I've been to Canada a lot. Canada's not really, you know, foreign to me at least anymore. So. I probably know know more about Canada than I do the U.S. Really. Well, there are fewer cities to know about, so it's not it's pretty easy to know Canada. <laughs> and they're all along the same highway, so it's pretty easy to get from one to the other. That's true. You know, it's funny. People say they don't like traveling until they actually travel abroad, and it's like, oh, now I get it. It's amazing over. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I, I uh, again, like I say, I appreciate you chatting with us here, taking some time. Have a blast. And it's um, have a blast on your ride. Have some fun. And good luck Wednesday. Good luck Friday night. Then good luck next Sunday. Good, you know what I mean? It's yeah, right. Going and going. It's a lot it. of racing. It's going to be pretty intense, man. But uh, again, like I say, I'll try to uh, maybe touch base with you again after Wednesday. It's kind of fun to chat. And obviously, you're a very familiar person to uh, everybody up here in Canada. So, uh, hey, how old are you, by the way, now, Kate? 25. 25. Do you feel old? Uh, not really. I still feel like a teenage kid. <laughs> Yeah, just that immature kid that walks around and then I gotta like act mature and it's like man I want to be 16 again yeah I tell everybody who'll listen that I felt the oldest in my life when I was 26 for some reason maybe you got next year you'll feel old but then yeah, it doesn't matter yeah I don't know now that I'm 25 there's nothing really cool now after this I can rent a car now what, what else you got <laughs> yeah true true okay nothing you got nothing to look forward to no getting old. yeah I got more vet classes that's great yeah, and you'll uh, don't worry. You'll get into more uh, cycling, racing, and stuff like that too. You'll uh, you'll love that. But, uh, all right, Kate. Hey, thank you very much again, PRM, uh, PR, Team PRMX, and uh, thank you very much to uh, Race Tech for uh, sponsoring this one. Nice hat, Kate. Hey, there you go. All right, hey, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Okay. All right, man. Thanks, Billy. See you. Bye bye.